Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The peace of the Lord be with us all. And by the grace of God, we met the ministers and then uh, the officers in Yendi. So the program was actually in two, in two foods. So we had one in Yendi and we continued at Tatali. So by the grace of God, the full, on a Sunday, we went to Sabuba and that's where we ended before coming back to Accra. Truthfully, the Lord is doing marvelously well at that place in the north. By the grace of God, the hand of the Lord has been upon those over there and they are really doing marvelously well. And when we look at the commitment and how people were eager to come to the house of the Lord, it was so wonderful. And permitting them, I am so just in the morning, and the entire uh, auditorium was filled up. So if you compare to Accra, in fact, it will be very serious. There's no way you will get that full house. So brethren, let us be more serious. We might think we are in Accra, but by the time I realize some people have already taken ahead. It is true, they don't have money. It is true, some amenities that we have them here, they don't have those things over there. But when it comes to commitment in worshiping God, they have it. So let us pray that what God has blessed us with will not be a stumbling block for us that we cannot worship Him well. And sometimes we do say that too much blessings can also be a stumbling block in worshiping God. Those who sleep on mat, the one that they use reeds to make. Those people, they usually wake up very early in the morning and they pray at dawn very well. So when you turn a little bit and some part of your body even scratches the floor, you will definitely wake up. But those of us relaxing on the mattress, latest food, those of us on latest food, high density, and the ones with the high densities. So sometimes when you sleep and you turn, then you move on to the next level. 
All that we are praying for that the blessings the Lord has given us will not become a stumbling block for us. So when as the Lord blesses us, we should be very careful and find ways and means to worship him very well. May the Lord do it with us that way. Irrespective of how he has blessed me or has not blessed me. So in all that I'm saying, we should also be thinking about how best you can worship God, irrespective of where you have been placed in life. It is really true. The whole thing is that all our activities under this sun, the most important thing is about our relationship with God. The Bible says if we get everything or the whole world and we lose Christ, what have we actually gained? We pray that our souls will never be lost in the hands of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. This evening, what we are talking about, in English, the righteousness of God as it relates to the believer's salvation. Then we are looking at the specific aspect we are looking at is humanity's depravity and departure from righteousness. So let's begin with Ephesians 6, 14. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14. So for whom I know, it is here in Chichemudu 9. I say, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. See? So this evening we are more interested in the second part, second part, which is the breastplate of righteousness breastplate of righteousness so it's a plate which is the breast so it's one of the roman soldiers armory that they are describing here also this year because our theme is equipping the church as an army we will use a lot of military symbols and three languages and so the one Paul used in the scriptures is the example of the Roman soldier. 
When the Roman soldier actually wears his uniform, they weave a metallic breastplate inside the uniform. So, so when they put on those things and they are walking like this there is a breastplate that covers their chest if you shoot them or throw an arrow or anything and it makes a mistake and hit here it will hit the iron and will not touch the human body. So even if it is gone and you shoot, you will see the smoke and everything pain, but the person will not die. So the, it is a plate, metallic plate. But because they use it to cover the chest, that's why they call it breast plate. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you are a soldier and you have that breastplate, it protects your heart. Because the heart is at the left side of your chest here. So any, if you go to war and your leg is hit, you can survive. If your arm is it and if you amputate your arm or amputate your leg, you will survive. But for your heart, if any bullet hits your heart, you are gone. But because of that breastplate, no bullet will be able to touch the heart. Tonight, may the Lord give you a breastplate. Tonight, may the Lord cover you with a breastplate. Beloved, we are also in a battle. The Bible has made it clear that we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting against principalities. We are fighting against authorities. We are fighting against demons. They are always trying. They try this time, they try this time, they try this time. Sometimes even in your sleep. They are shooting. In your farm, they are shooting. In your workplace, they are shooting. In your family, they are shooting. In your home, they are shooting. You go out, they are shooting. You come in, they are shooting. But because of the breastplate, when they shoot, 
it hits the breastplate and it goes back may god give you a powerful breastplate that no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment shall be condemned the bible clearly tells us what that breastplate is that the breastplate for the Christian is not a physical metal. You can't touch that breastplate. You can't use your naked eyes to see that breastplate. Like the way the Roman soldier will go and carry it and put it on, it is not there to go and carry. Our breastplate is one. Righteousness. 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 A righteous Christian is covered on the chest. A Christian who lives a righteous life is covered on the chest. The, the devil can shoot any gun or arrow or weapon. When it hits your righteousness, oh, it will fall because you. Tonight, may God help us to live righteous life. The Satan is afraid of a Christian who lives a righteous life. Because he knows that it will be difficult for him to get you. Last weekend, Dazi was teaching us the error of Balaam. And we were explaining that the error of Balaam was that he was a prophet. But when Balak hired him to come and curse the Israelites, because of money he was willing to go and do it. But because the Israelites were righteous, when Balaam stands to curse them, the curses becomes a blessing. When he opens his mouth, he says blessings upon the people. Oh, praise the Lord. Because of your righteousness, if anybody curses you, it will turn into a blessing. No curse will work upon your life. No curse can follow you. Even ancestral curses cannot follow you. Because of your righteousness, every curse will be turned into a blessing. Last Sunday, chairman was teaching during the special service. And chairman was saying that a lot of people believe in ancestral curses. And 
but they are not aware that we have ancestral blessings if your fathers have worshipped idols it is expected that the curses of worshipping idols will follow up to the third and fourth generation but immediately you become born again and you accept Christ and you begin to live a righteous life you have been cut off from that curse and you are carried and connected to the blessings of Abraham Abraham, so ancestral blessing from Abraham through Judah through Jesus Christ is transferred to you you are no longer under any curse if people in your family are not blessed if people in your family cannot marry if people in your family cannot live long they die at a young age you have, you have been cut off from that curse now goodness and mercies are following you according to the word of God you will be the head and not the tail according to the word of God you are blessed beyond the curse hallelujah Amen. all you need to do live a righteous life believe that you are not cursed have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that he will bless you and begin to take the steps you will see the blessings of God upon your life hallelujah Amen. now when Bala, Bala cursed, tried to curse and the curse was not working then he told Balak these people you cannot just curse them like that because they have a breastplate that takes away all the curses the only way you can get them is to remove the breastplate if you are able to remove their breastplates you can shoot them Balak says how can we remove the breastplates very simple send your young girls send your young girls to their camp let them, let them wear mini skirts and let them wear dresses and expose their breasts and let, us, let them mingle 
girl with their young men. And let the young men begin to fornicate with them. As soon as they do that, their breastplates are gone. In that case, if you shoot them, you get them. Oh, may God help us that nothing will remove your breastplate. Beloved, the world is not just there like that. There is, there is something in the world. You are either in the camp of God or you are in the camp of Satan. Sometimes I meet people, especially taxi driver, and you ask them, what shall you go? Said I don't go to any church. So So do you worship idols? He said no, I don't worship idols. And I say you are in trouble. The Bible says that if you be hot, be hot. If you be cold, be cold. There is no middle way. And we all know that the spirit of darkness has a limitation. And worshiping idol will mean that you are going to hell straight. So middle is not good. Idol worship is worse. Only left for us is to be in Christ. Beloved, let us stand strong and firmly in the Lord by living righteous lives in the name of Jesus. It is true that we are not perfect human beings. But it is not true that we cannot live righteous lives. Some Christians have been teaching that oh, nobody can live a righteous life. No, it's not true. You can live a righteous life. You can live a righteous life. You can live a righteous life. Tell somebody you can live a righteous life. so when we say righteousness what are we talking about oh yeah dear you are doing something which is right that is all righteousness means you are doing something that is right what you know is not right just don't do it that is all 
Recently, our chairman was giving us a sermon. Sunday, Sunday one that I was talking about. So he said, when they call him to overseership, when he was in the Bible school. Before, yeah, when they called before he went to the Bible school. So, so he met one elder that he churches with. So the elder said, Oh my, my brother Eric, I've heard that now you've been called into the ministry. So the elder told me, hey, for this ministry is it's not difficult at all. So he was just contemplating that ah, you you never been an, a, a minister before, a pastor before. So how do you get to know that is something which is so simple and easy? But for the rest of his ministry. So he said the elder just told him something which helped him for the rest of his ministry. Well, he said the reason that it is not difficult is this. The owner of the job. Is Jesus Christ. And he has already taught us what we should do. So being a minister or a pastor, all that you need to do is to listen to them, your maker, the one who has given you the job, and just do it. So he asked him, so this, obeying this, is it difficult? So he started thinking about it for a long time. So he realized that what the man was saying was true. Just obey. Just. Very close to way. So when I was also coming to the ministry, someone also uh, spoke to me. Obi Just an advice closer to this one. So one of the apostles told me this. I see Church of Pentecost. He said, Church of Pentecost. The church is actually big or vast. As you are going to be to be a pastor. If you not take care in this ministry and you not obey and follow what the Lord is telling you, I'm sorry, this big church. In fact, things will be very difficult for you. <laughs> to accept that why you even step will be a problem for you. I'm sorry, no, a the church is big. You can jump and run, do whatever you want to do but inside. But if you refuse to obey, you'll be in need that you can not even take a step. And it was true. All that we need to do is this. What the Bible has told us, just obey. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 35. So let's read First Samuel chapter two, verse twenty-five. First Samuel chapter two, verse thirty-five. First Samuel two. Brother Eli, a manu, a ye boni. When the children of Eli were sinning against the Lord, nyame bo wong kuku, nyame bo koko. God warned them about it. Nyanko po kandi obekambiya. God did all that He can do. First Samuel two thirty-five, two thirty-five. Huh. Whatever the Lord will tell them, they didn't listen. Their father advised them, they never listened. Please, if you are here and you never obey any word from the Lord, please 
I beg in the name of God, just change, repent from it. When you are there and you think you are, you are overjoyed all the time. Uh, okay. So if you think you are too clever, the Lord will just allow you. You do today. You do tomorrow. The next day you do it. And he will still keep on warning you. When you come to church through his word, he will still warn you. Even when you read the Bible, he will still keep on warning you. And then through your heart and your own conscience, he will still be telling you. To stop. If you know. Take heed to all this. One day, he will just bring you to light. Hallelujah. Amen. My mom always says something like this. He said, the devil is not it's not an underwear that you can hit it. That you, you can hit him as you do put on your underwear and then cover him up with something else. That is how sin also is. <laughs> so sin is not something hidden. He said when you hide it, it will just keep quiet. And it will be there. And you will be feeling comfortable. But you thought you have covered it. <laughs> you will be walking no time it, and always you think you are no time and then he will be keeping an eye on you or time it will be keeping an eye on Who you do do when you get to the whole face of people no way you need to then you will just come out and everyone will shout hey now you are already been disgraced Anyone in this room this evening that you are sinning, a kind of sin that you hide it. The Lord said, I should tell you this sin is not an underwear that you can hide it. When if you not take it off this evening, one day it will bring you to shame. It will bring you to shame. It will shame you one day. It shame you. You will remember what I'm just saying. If you can, all that the chances that God has given you is just today. That kind of sin, please repent. Just throw it away. Remove it and throw it away. Take it and throw them away. So that it will not destroy your life. Early children did not pay heed to that. God told them everything, but they didn't listen. So this is what the Lord said. He told someone, he told someone to tell He said, tell Ellie that I have rejected you. And I will raise up a faithful priest I will raise up a faithful priest. That will do according to what, according to that which is in my heart and in my mind. I will raise for myself. Faithful priest. Who will do according to what is in my mind and in my heart? The thing is in God's mind and God's heart. How can you do it? 
They are all in the word of God. What I am telling you this evening is the heart of God. What I'm telling you this evening is the mind of God. When you are able to do that, it is not difficult. Then God sees you as a faithful person. He said, and I will build him a secure house. A current translation, why? NIV and NLT, NIV, why? I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and mind. Now listen. Now listen. When you are faithful, the next will follow. I will firmly establish his house. God establishes the faithful. Oh, tonight may God establish somebody for me. May God establish somebody's house for me. May God establish somebody's life for me. May God establish somebody for me. Establish means that you'll be firm. Um, you see those children there. As those children playing there. Ah, if you give them electric pole to go and plant it. To plant it. So to, they cannot do it well. Even if they take a small pole, they can carry. So if they are able to plant it. So and I come there. And I come there. And I use my leg to push it. It will fall. Because by their strength, they cannot plant it firmly. But if I plant a pole with my own strength and intention, you will struggle before you fall that pole. But the good news is that it is not these children who are going to establish you. It is not even me who will establish you. But it is the most high God himself who will establish you. So when God establishes you, which demon can pull you down? Which power can pull you down? May God establish you firmly. And he will minister before my anointed one always. But continue a little. 35. Uh, 36, sorry. 36. Then everyone left in your family will line up. Will line up. Uh -huh. Where are we? Then everyone left in your family will line will come and bow down. 
on your family line. Huh? Everyone left in your family line will come and bow down before him for a piece of silver and a crust of bread, bread and bleed. Now, what he's saying is that what God is saying is that I have rejected you and you have rejected you and your house. Eli or Eli, I have rejected you and your house. Let's assume that Eli was the priest. Uh, early now. Oh, yeah. The priest. And the initial promise is that Eli and his children will be priests. When he dies, his son will become priest and they will be priests forever. So it was a blessing for the family. But because of the children's sin, because they failed to live righteous lives. God says, I have rejected you. I'll go and bring another priest who is faithful who will do what is in my heart. This one, he was not supposed to be a priest. But because he's living a righteous life, I'll use him to replace you and your house. And I will establish him firmly. Then the people in your house and those in your family line will come and bow before this one and, and beg for silver coins. 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 50 pesos. Coins. And crust of bread, not even full bread. Then appoint me to some priestly office. Give us some work to do in there. So I can have food to eat. They were supposed to be the priests. But because they rejected righteousness, even food they will beg before they will eat. God has not made you a beggar. God didn't make you a beggar. You need to come before him with boldness. And tell him that he should give you what belongs to you. In the name of Jesus. Verse 37. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord. Under, under Eli. And in those days, the voice of the Lord was rare. But God was speaking to him. God was communicating with the boy somewhere. Go back to 17. Uh, 37, sorry, 37. We were in 37 when it went off. So. Oh, okay. So, 
Chapter 3, verse 1. Uh -huh. Yeah, so the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord you, under Eli. You, and in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. And there were not many visions. But because Samuel was living a righteous life, God was revealing himself to this boy. May God reveal himself to you. Oh, I say, may God reveal himself to you. May you see visions. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9. Hebrews 1. I'll finish very soon. Hebrews 1, 9. You have loved righteousness. You have loved righteousness. You have loved righteousness. And hated wickedness. Two things. Love righteousness. Hate wickedness. If you love something, if you love something, how will you behave towards the thing? Come, the two of you. So go and stand there and face me. You to stand here and face it. Let's assume that you two thicknesses. You are all Elang members, so you love each other. And you are going to work in the morning, and she's also going to work, and you meet. So drama. You are going to do drama right now. So walk. When you meet and you love each other, how will you behave? You are not even you are not even expecting to see the person. I want you to act very well. Eh? You are not expecting. Then all of a sudden, you see each other. How will you behave? But Mudom Hopa, the West Antifana Sasa, and I'm no Westiano, not Aya Wama, into Wedi Bomadiana. Let's see you. Not after my year. Wait, you are not going to go back. Oh, put your hands together for them. You see how love was demonstrated. They were glad they saw each other. They even forgot about coronavirus. So it means that. Everything that is righteous, that is how you should love. But the second one, and hated wickedness. Wickedness. Let's assume that you hate her. And she also hates you. You are going to work in the morning. You are not expecting at all. Then all of a sudden, you meet each other. What will you do? Okay. Okay. Aha! Put your hands together for oh, them. Now you can take your seat. Oh, please do it better. Do it better. When you hit the thing, as you are coming, you see that one went this way and the other went this way. You, you give it chance. Don't even go and be looking. You hate. 
Uchi. You hate. Uchi. So don't get close. You don't get close to what you hate. May idea uchi and our time. So you love righteousness and hate wickedness. You love righteousness. You hate wickedness. You love righteousness. And you hate wickedness. You love righteousness. And you hate wickedness. Dickness, you love righteousness. And you hate wickedness. And you love righteousness. And you hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, put your hands together. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions. Oh, God will lift you above your companions. When you love righteousness, you see, just love righteousness. God will lift you above your companions. And he will anoint you with the oil of gladness. May God anoint somebody with the oil of gladness. May God anoint somebody with the oil of gladness. Anointing you with the oil of gladness means that always God will be doing things that will make you glad. May God anoint somebody for me tonight with the oil of gladness. So if you don't love righteousness and you and you don't and you don't hate wickedness. Then this one not God, but Satan, your master. Satan, your master, will anoint you with the oil of sorrow. May God forbid that we will be anointed with sorrow. Tonight, may God anoint somebody for and me with the oil of gladness. Finally, let's go to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34. Proverbs 14, 34. Righteousness exalts the nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. When you live a righteous life, it will exalt you. It will exalt you. It will honor you. Righteousness will honor you. When you live righteousness, when you leave righteousness, sometimes your friends can be mocking at you. They can say all kinds of things. Hey, I remember in those days I've told you some of the stories. Hey, one of my schoolmates, a fine lady who tempted me in every way. But I refused to love, to love wickedness. 
Then she went and told her friend that I was impotent. And they have been laughing at me. And I was in a class with a lot of girls. I was doing food and nutrition, home economics. So a lot of girls. Everybody was laughing at me. Every day they were laughing at me. But today, last two months when we went to Mampong for the apostolization, the secondary school in Mampong there. The headmistress. She is the area women's leader for the Church of Pentecost in Bampoonia. She was in that class. She was my mate. That, that time she was not even a Church of Pentecost member. If I had been doing some things in those days, how can I be confident and call myself apostle and say, oh, that man? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Today, look at the honor God has given me. The young man here, let me talk to you. The young man. I, ha I had a scholarship. I had, I had a scholarship. Ah, when I was and it was the lady who gave me the scholarship. She gave me free scholarship. To sleep with her. I refused it. And I sucked her from my house. That time I was a teacher. I was a loop, the only church of Pentecost member in the whole village. There was no elder. No dickness. No church member. So even if I do it, nobody will see. And the teachers I was on staff with. They were already doing it anyway. But I sacked that girl. And my colleague teachers were laughing at me. One of them was even saying, I should go and look for the girl for her. Are you a woman? Are you a woman? Why do you behave like that? They say all kinds of embarrassing things. But today, look at me. Look at me today. Not knowing that girl. Normally, when I give examples, I don't call the people's real name. But this one, I normally call her real name. She's called Akos. Not knowing Akos was already pregnant. But she didn't like the guy who impregnated her. So she's bringing the pregnancy to the teacher in town. 
But I just love righteousness. I just love righteousness. So I sucked a coat. Not knowing I was saving my own life. By the grace of God, I am here today. May you love righteousness. May you hate wickedness. Sin is a disgrace. Oh, but sin is a disgrace to any people. Sin is a disgrace. Sin is a disgrace. Shall we rise to our feet? For there's no other way. Yeah, I'm not 